Today we continue our topical study on the issue of the creation account as found in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. Now just to recap, this is based on a paper that I wrote back in 2014 for a class called Old Testament Background Studies in Genesis. In it, I briefly looked at some of the various views of the creation account to point out their weaknesses and their strengths, as, at least as far as I could discern. And which ones were as we as Bible-believing Christians should reject and which ones we should embrace. And again, this study is not meant to be exhaustive, but to serve as a good starting point for the reader to pursue it on their own. Last time we were together, we looked at the mythological view. Today, we're going to take a look at what is called the pictorial day view, the old earth creationism view, and the young earth creationism view. Now, the second view to consider is called the pictorial day. It's often referred to as the revelation theory. In essence, it says that the days in Genesis 1 are indeed literal days of 24 hours each, but they are days only in the life of Moses. And this basic view is that during these six literal days, God is revealing to Moses exactly how creation occurred. And as God spoke, Moses recorded what was said to him in this six-day format. So when he said, and this was day one, and this was day two, they were 24-hour periods, but only in the life of Moses as he's hearing God tell him exactly how creation occurred. Now, obviously, uh, this view is an attempt at accommodationism. Um, because it's still maintaining the literal 24 hour day and yet it's allowing the scientific community to have their long periods of time that they demand for the formation of earth through the means of evolution. And of course, Christians have been guilty of accommodationism for centuries. We want to go along to get along. We don't want to look like we're stupid. Uh, so when science comes out and says something, you know, we want to accommodate. We want to kind of wrap our theology and our beliefs so that we can kind of um, not look like misfits, so that we can go along with the scientific community. And that's called accommodationism. However, just like the mythological view, it discounts the clear intent of the author, which I believe most believe to be Moses, in that he clearly intended the book to be a historical account. And because, again, it's written, it's written in a narrative style, he gives great attention to genealogies and dates. Why would he even focus on genealogies and dates if, again, the six days were only in his life? Why would the writer go through such trouble if he knew the 24-hour periods were only for him and not the actual account? Wouldn't make sense. Again, it is merely an attempt at accommodationism, which we Christians are far too prone to at times. Now, a third view 
of creation is called old earth creation or progressive creation. Like their young earth counterparts, which I'm going to talk about next, they believe that the emergence of different life forms was due to the actions of an intelligent creator. The difference between the two is that this group does not accept the historical account of creation as found in Genesis 1 and 2 to be literal or to be literally true. Instead, they choose to view creation through the lens of science and insist that one can still be a Christian and believe in old earth creation as long as you accept the central doctrines of salvation through a profession of faith. Now, the most glaring problem that old earth creationists face is that their theory does not fit um, the scientific evidence. In order to resolve the discrepancies between the Bible and science, they insist on what is called day-age or gap creation ideas. Now, day-age says that creation was by God, but he did it in, quote, God-length days that may have lasted thousands, if not millions of years. They love to quote the verse, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years. They accompany the day-age idea with gap creation, uh, which says that all life emerged in cycles of creation, followed by long periods of stasis that was repeated continually until eventually humans were created. Mm, that is the old earth uh, creation or progressive creation view. Now, the fourth view is that of young earth creation. Uh, now, by most conservative scholars, this group is considered to be the most faithful to the scriptures. Um, they hold those who hold this view, take the take the creation account in Genesis one and two literally. This is to say, you know, that God created the heavens and the earth in six literal 24-hour periods. This means that God created everything by fiat. That is to say that God didn't wait for anything to happen. He merely spoke it and it was created. Just like it says in Hebrews 11:3, by faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen is not made out of things which are visible. So young earth creationists also insist that the earth cannot be more than 10,000 years old. And they conclude that the fossil record bears out that a cataclysmic event sometime in the distant past happened. And that event was a worldwide flood as recorded in Genesis chapter number six. Now, of course, if you know me, um, there's a lot of merit to this one. And this one's certainly the way that I lean. Um, but I do want for the sake of what I'm trying to do here, I just want to present the various views with their strengths and their weaknesses. We still have the gap theory, naturalistic theory, and then I'll wrap up with uh, what I call the biblical view, which will be my view, of course. Um, so naturally, um, the uh, young earth creationists have its have their challenges, especially from the scientific community, as you can imagine. Uh, they consider the idea of a divine being calling things out of nothing 
to be absurd, okay? And it should be relegated to religion. It has nothing to do with science. And of course, one of their contentions is that modern dating methods do place the age of the earth to be much older than 10,000 years. Uh, these methods used by geologists conclude that, or include carbon 13, car carbon 12 ratios, which actually place the oldest fossils uh, back as far as 3.86 billion years. Of course, both of these methods of dating have proven uh, to not be the most reliable at times. And of course, you can read a lot about that if you would like. Um, so bear in mind, I'm just listing the views and their weaknesses. We'll go over each of them, and then I'll conclude with what I'll call the biblical view. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.